Hi, this is Caprice Dasco, and you're listening to Follow Your Spirit. Spirit family, welcome to another episode of Fall Your Spirit. It's been some time. There's been some uh, some scheduling conflicts. We had uh, one scheduled for last week, but the power just decided to disappear inside my building and only my building. Everybody around me had power. It was uh, it was odd and frustrating at the same time. But we're here for another episode talking about a handful of things that have happened in the past couple of weeks. Uh, to my right, the staple on the show, Miss Jordan Small. Jordan, thank you for joining me. Hello, everybody. And to my virtual left, you know her from the Equalizer. She is a uh, well-known in the Loso world, and especially in the spirit community. Miss Jennifer Gordon. Jennifer, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. Hi, everyone. Jennifer, it's it's kind of amazing that it take, took us a full year to finally get you on the podcast. I, I'm uh, I'm disappointed that I didn't inquire earlier. Um, it's probably my fault too. I don't know. I've been kind of. I was kind of all over the place last year. Yeah, that's fine. We'll blame you. I'm fine with that. Um, so let's let's start with uh, probably the bigger news, I guess, of the past couple of weeks, and that's uh, Diana Matheson being traded to Seattle uh, for the rights of Ariel Ship. Um, Jordan, we'll start with you. Uh, of course, everybody's sad. Uh, we can all acknowledge that. But looking at this from a personnel standpoint, how do you see this trade? I mean, everybody thought, that this would be one of Diana Matheson's last years. And so I'm not entirely surprised that they that they tried to pick up somebody newer um, and younger. Uh, they're definitely losing some experience and leadership. But at the end of the day, I think that this is a good long-term move. Yeah. Jennifer, how do you see this? I think if it weren't for the other moves that the Spirit have made in the offseason, I don't think this would seem that weird to anyone too much. I mean, Diana Matheson is a great player. I would keep her until she retires if it were me. Um, but, you know, when you just put it in with every, with all the other moves that have been made, it, it, it definitely it, it definitely just shows you that it's a team in transition and, you know, why that transition is going on is, you know, obviously another question that, you know, I won't delve into too since we have limited time but um i think uh you know it's it's sad i think like you've said but i think um ship it might be is a player who's probably a little bit better than where she got drafted so um you know it's obviously better than the alley krieger deal yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i feel like if i I feel like if I walked into the Plex and someone punched me in the face and they're like, that's what we got for Ali Krieger, I'd be like, that's a better deal than what we got. Um, but I, I agree. Diana Matheson's a uh, – obviously her leadership and her talents was obviously going to be very missed. Um, but one question I have, do you think – what are the – if one of these two options were to be the reason she left, and who knows, you know, uh, what's going on in the locker room and in her head and in her life decisions, uh, do you think this is more she was ready to leave the environment or of the spirit, or because of the the personnel changes, maybe she sees the spirit no longer being a viable championship team and going to a team that she believes has a stronger shot at it? Jennifer, do you think either of those could be the reasons? I think it's probably more 
one than two. Okay. Um, but, you know, obviously everything's kind of meshed together, so it's probably really a combination of, of all of it together. But I think if she seemed to really enjoy some of her teammates, I know at least um, when I interviewed her and Tori together last year, they just had this sort of, like, energy and they fed off each other and you knew they were just very comfortable with each other. And I think, um, you know, leaving an environment you've been in, if you like your teammates and they're still there, um, is pretty difficult. But once you take a lot of that out of the equation, then, um, you know, it becomes easier to move. Yeah. Jordan thoughts. Yeah. I mean, um, I think it's definitely probably more one than two, but also, there's been talks that she was one of the players that has wanted to play for a Canadian NWSL team. And so I think that puts her closer to Canada. There was also talks that she might have gone to the Flash to be closer to Canada. So I think that might be a possibility and that or that played a role in it as well. Sure. Okay. Um more good news, or uh, going going to good news, uh, smaller but good. Uh, Spirit re-sign Caprice Tedasco. I'm not quite sure what her uh, recovery time is looking at, looking like. But um, any any thoughts or feelings regarding this, other than uh, it's good to have her back, Jordan? Yeah, I mean, I think that she's a good player, and it'll be nice to to have her back on the field again this season. Yeah, Jennifer. Um, I don't think, you know, if you look at the normal time frame for recovering from an ACL injury, it doesn't seem like she'll probably see the field until the second half of the season. If you're, you're being honest with yourself and what we've seen from players over the last couple of years in NWSL. But I think, um, you know, we really started to see last year what kind of player she can be. So I think um, that's good. And then I also think just having a face in a locker room that was around last year could also be helpful since there's been so many people leave. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's a good resigning. I can see why it was done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to definitely be looking to both of you for insight in this next subject. Um, the draft, we, uh, we got three, uh, players in a draft. Lindsay Ag- Agnew, is that right? Um, yes. Maggie Howard and then Cameron Castleberry. Um, Let's let's start with uh, the fir- our first pick of the draft, Lindsay Agnew, uh, forward out of Ohio State. Uh, Jennifer, I think, um, and Jordan uh, might uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think out of the three of us, you're probably a little bit more aware of of, sure. of, of college um, overall. Um, so I'm going to go to you first for each one of these players. Um, Lindsay Agnew, what can we expect from her uh, and the impact that she can make for the Spirits uh, this season? Um, she when she gets into open space, she can really do some stuff. I think that like a main criticism from her, I think, is at times you don't get like there'll be stretches for a good bit of time that you'll get too much from her. Um, but you know, obviously, getting called up to the Canadian national team and she's on this upcoming roster, I think that's a good sign. Um, definitely helps in an area where the team needs help. Um, having a lot of the goal scoring from last year gone. Uh, I just think, like, with any rookie, you have to sort of manage your expectations of, of what all they'll actually be, to be able to do um, within their first year. Yeah. Worth noting, uh, Agnew was drafted 19th overall. So the Spirit had been watching players uh, vacate the selection pool uh, for nearly two full rounds before getting to make that pick. Uh, uh, worth noting as we talk about the players they got. Jordan, uh, you know, do you know anything about, about Agnew? 
Yeah, I think, um, like Jennifer touched on, she did get called up for the um, Canadian national team, which is a great sign. Um, also, I think she can really develop this season because we do have uh, a few forwards that will probably um, be able to really help her develop and they've been playing strong in the off season over in Australia. So I think she doesn't have to be thrown in right away, which is a good sign. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, with, you know, losing Diana Matheson, um, and, and we have two other Canadian national players in Zadorsky and LeBay. Uh, I think it's going to be nice that they're going to have more opportunities to get chemistry with each other, um, outside of just playing, uh, on the field for the spirit. Um, Going for the number 29 overall pick, midfielder Meggie Howard at a University of Florida. Jennifer, what do you know about her? Um, Meggie Doherty Howard should be a familiar name to people that have been watching the Spirit the last couple of years. She has been with the team uh, over the summers uh, on with the reserve team. She's familiar with the coaches. She's trained with the full team. Um She's a defensive midfielder, but the last couple of years she's really sort of um, added kind of this offensive element to her game where she can definitely thread a pass or, you know, help set up a goal. Um, she's like she's very good at holding on to the ball and, um, you know, and making sure that you, you keep possession, which I think is sometimes a very underrated skill. Um, I just know that, you know, the coaching, what Jim had said to me was that kind of like his his heart told him to go with Maggie with that pick, even though they do have um, and Tori and 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 Joanna. Obviously, they they have some good defensive midfielders. So this pick was more, I think, about fit with the coaching staff and fit with like you know having a person of um, you know good personality, uh, you know, a good locker room um, element to it. And I think she does because she does have those two players to kind of look up to and kind of you know, learn from. I think that that definitely improves improves her stock. Um, the downside with her is that she doesn't have quite the athleticism as some of those your other like midfielders that went higher than her. Um, but I, I I like that pick. Um, maybe for you know kind of similar reasons to Jim. I think when you you know maybe it doesn't fill an immediate need, but if you're thinking more long term with her, I think it's probably a good good fit. Yeah, Jordan, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I was a little surprised to see us pick up um, another midfielder, especially a defensive midfielder, because I felt like that was one of the the stronger um, points in the lineup right now. But um, adding another strong element to that group will really help considering the people that we've lost. And um, like Jennifer said, she's been a great player for the reserves. I've gotten to watch her a few times and she's a very good player. Yeah. And then uh, last pick for the Spirits, uh, where are my notes here? Number 36 overall, uh, Cameron Castleberry from the University of North Carolina, uh, another midfielder. Uh, so you just know it's surprising that they picked up a midfielder and then they followed up with another one. Uh, Jennifer, what's different about Cameron uh, Castleberry uh, maybe compared to, to Maggie Howard or, or the other midfielders we have on the team? Um, Cameron Castleberry is definitely going to be somebody I think that plays on the wing is going to be a person that kind of gets up and down and gets, uh, up and down the, the side there. And, um, she's just got a good athleticism and good speed. She's coming off an AC, or I don't think it was last year, but I know she did have an ACL injury, which I think, um, you know, 
might be part of the reason that people aren't too high on her. But I think Jim made that pick because he thinks he she can really fit in with the high pressure system, especially coming out of UNC. Um, it was kind of weird for me. I was like, you probably could, you know, as a free agent, she could have came in if she wanted to. They could have probably put the pick elsewhere. But um, Cameron Castleberry is definitely more of an offensive player than um, Maggie Doherty Howard is. So different midfielders there. Um, I guess we'll see how it how it fits here in a. I yeah. guess we could even say in weeks now. Yeah, in weeks, man, it's it's right around the corner. It's unbelievable. Uh, Jordan, thoughts on Cameron Castleberry? Yeah, um, I actually got to see a few um, North Carolina games in person this season, and she's she impressed me with just um, how good she connected the midfield to the forward line. She's a good connecting piece, and she, uh, like Jennifer said, plays it a um, played at North Carolina, which I think really helps in her development and sets her um, above the rest heading into the pro game. Yeah. Jennifer, you were at the draft, is that right? Yes, I was. So you were there, you were watching it in real time. Uh, first of all, tell me about the environment there. I was at the 2016 draft, and uh, when I spoke to, Jim, to Coach Gabera about it, he was like, yeah, my first one of these, it was in, like, a closet. So, like, having, like, a big area and having, like, celebrating everything it was, was really nice. How was the, the environment over there in L.A.? Um, it was really great. I think every year it has definitely gotten better, and I don't think that we probably don't give the, the league enough credit for that. But um, there was just – you know, I think there was a lot more media there than maybe there even had been before, which actually surprised me because a lot of the media is actually from the East Coast. But there was a lot of media, um, standing room only crowds during the first round. And I mean, it was a pretty big room. So that was incredible. And in that crowd, you had former players like uh, Jordan Angeli, who actually played for the Spirit um, a few years ago. Um, some of the national team players actually were in because they the camp was going to start the next day. So that was um really kind of thrilling to kind of have get them there, uh, including um, Morgan Bryan and Emily Sonnet, who weren't, who weren't even there when they got win overall, first overall the last two years. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, uh, looking at, and I'm sure you were paying attention um, to the Spirits' picks, do you feel like um, you, know, you had nice things to say about each of the players, but do you, was there an opportunity that you think maybe the Spirit missed in the draft with personnel, or do you think they did as well as their, their selections gave them? I'm kind of surprised, um, just given the the injuries and you know players that have left. I'm kind of surprised they didn't get an outside back or somebody that I really was like, okay, that's definitely going to be an outside back. Um, you know, with obviously with Ali Krieger's departure and uh, Didasco being injured, I uh, just kind of thought that was kind of a unless they're definitely going to you know play Coleman outside, which they definitely could. I just thought that was kind of a strange thing to me and. Um, you know, obviously with Kelsey Weiss's injury too, I think there's you know questions at goalkeeper, but I think there's you know you could have that's a situation I understand because you can get people to come in because there's only so many goalkeeping spots in the league. So um, you know, I'm kind of interested to see what they do there. Yeah, Jordan, when you were reflecting on the picks, was it did he, what surprised you about what they did or didn't uh, draft? Yeah, I was a, a little surprised that um, there wasn't any defenders picked. I felt like um, the outside back was a position that that we could have addressed maybe, but um, looking at 
now having um, Matheson gone, I think it was probably good that they picked up um, some midfielders and a forward because that kind of addressed that um, gap. But uh, I think that not picking up a goalkeeper is probably smart because I feel like that's most of the time just a waste of a pick because unless you're getting um, a top five pick in the draft, you're going to use your um, pick for a goalkeeper there, but um, it's just so easy to bring them in that I'm not surprised that they did not pick one up there. Yeah. Do you... Where are my notes? Uh, Jennifer, do you think um, if you were to take... if, If we found out tomorrow another player has left or been traded and you had to take a guess at who it was before you could find out, who, who would your educated guess be? I don't... That's a crazy <laughs> question. I have, I have honestly... I don't... Like, there's no player that would shock me, honestly, too much. I think there's just been so many, so much player movement. I don't, I don't really know what to... You know, what to think or, or think who's definitely leaving. Um, I think... It seems like they're still trying to, I th- like, but the moving parts with the Diana, Diana Matheson trade, it seems like they're still trying definitely a movement. <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if there are more trades, but I really can't speculate on that. I've just, yeah. I got to pass on that. Very well. Jordan, who do you think we're going to see more of this season? Uh, now with even more personnel movement, who do you think has the opportunity to maybe get more minutes or, or get on the highlight reel a couple more times? I'll give you two people. Okay. Um, Katie Stengel, because I think she's going to be able to start a lot more this season. And then Alyssa Kleiner, just because she was really good in the times that we saw her last season. But now with injuries and trades and everything, I think she's going to be forced to play more minutes, which I think is a positive thing for the Spirit. Jennifer, of all the players that have left this offseason – which player do you think single-handedly removes the most um, impactful talent? Who do you, who do you think maybe is uh, the the just looking at them themselves and what they bring to the team? Who who's the the strongest removal? Um, it's easily hands down Crystal Dunn. I think that any anybody would tell you that. Yeah. Um, just what she's able to do, create stuff out of nothing. Um, just her energy that she brings. Um, you know, not to the game, and also during practice, she was kind of that uh, player that got everybody pumped, and that's very hard to, re- to replace, not even talking about her talent on the field. Her talent on the field is pretty much unmatched um, in the NWSL as far as just, you know, what what can't she do is usually, I think, the best, better way to put, put it, maybe play goalkeeper. Like, she can literally do it all, and um, she's kind of been that person to do whatever the spirits needed, you know, in all of her years there. So biggest loss, I there's no way you can replace her. Yeah, absolutely. Um, last question as we wrap this up, and, and I'll, I'll definitely make, let's make sure both of you get an opportunity to answer this. What happens to the casual fan base of the spirit if the spirit lose their first home game this season? Jennifer, I'll let, I'll let you start. Uh, the casual fan base that hasn't been paying attention to really what's going on. I don't think the first game is your concern. It's the second, third, fourth. Okay. Um, so I think first they're fine. It's if it's a continual losing streak is when I'd be concerned. Okay. Jordan? 
Yeah, I think um, that it depends on how bad it is and like how if the soccer is just um, really poor. I think that that might hurt it, but honestly, the casual fan is going to come back because of the names on the opposition, and I think that'll bring um, people back each week. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I've been thinking about this for a while, and um, and I agree. I think I think the casual fan probably isn't at, isn't going to be as critical um, of the spirit um, going into that. Uh, first game, I, I think, and, and the reason why I ask that question is I think a lot. I think a lot of uh, casual and or, you know, the more the, pan, the fans that are paying attention, I think, are going to be going to that first game looking for a win just to sort of make them feel better about it. Like if we can come away with it, like if, if it's a win, I feel like it's that immediate gratification of like, okay, this isn't so bad. And of course, if they lose games two, three, four, five, like in the succession, obviously that feeling will go away. Um, but I think there's going to be a lot of hopes and expectations that game one isn't, isn't like this tragedy um, after such a emotional uh, offseason of losing a bunch of players. Jennifer, thank you so much for, for joining us. It was really a pleasure to have you on, and I, I, I look forward to having you on again some point, uh, at least a couple more times this season. Um, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on. Have a good night. Jordan? As always, thank you for joining me, and uh, I'm sure you and I will do this again whenever the Spirit get rid of the other part of their team. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. Good night, ladies. Good night.